Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Kylie Minogue, The Diminutive Collection. Every week, Kieran and Christy G revisit the Pop Princesses classic albums and enjoy once again some of her most marvellous musical moments. And in order for us to create the most definitive Kylie collection ever, we will choose two or more of the best songs from each of her studio albums that make us feel all Kylie smiley. And ditch the dodgy ditties that are Kylie Minono's. Well, the time has come. It's time to put on your sequin hot pants and get your hair permed because disco is finally here. Move that furniture to the corner of your living room and make way for your very own Studio 54 because now is the time. Sit back and relax as we take you through Kylie's 16th album, Disco. And I'm saying 16th. I hear everyone, you know, clutching their pearls and, you know, sharp intakes of breath. But as I've said before in this podcast... Abbey Road is a standalone album and should be recounted as one of her albums not, and not a compilation album. So this is Kylie's 16th album. So, Christian, what did you think about this album, the, the highly anticipated disco? Well, this has been like Christmas to me. I've been counting down the days as if I was waking up on Christmas Day to find this lovely present under my Christmas tree. And all in all, I'm happy with the album. <laughs> You might sense a slight reservation, but no, I'm happy. So, you know, we've had some great teasers. We've had some great singles. Um, and we kind of know what the kind of the, the obviously from the title, we know what, we, what we've been expecting. Um, and there's, you know, as a whole, and again, don't forget, I've only been listening to this for, what, 24 hours. So some songs do need to kind of like settle in. But mm-hmm. overall, I would say I'm very happy with what I've heard. Same. I think, you know, when the first time I listened to it, there's a few like, oh, okay, I'm not quite sure about this. And on the second listen, I'm like, okay, I get this now. So there are, there are a few growers on there. And I think, you know, in six months time when I've lived with this and listened to it daily as I know I will, it's probably going to be one of my best favorite Kylie albums of all time. I would argue, and we'll probably discuss this at the very end, I think, because I think we'll do a sum up at the end, because I've got a lot of things I do want to say afterwards, after we've discussed the songs. But I would say this is possibly her most cohesive album in the sense that she's kind of really maintained the sound all the way through, maybe by one song. Yeah. But it's got that, she's stuck to, the, to, to one trend and one sound, which I think is quite novel for Kylie. So um, maybe she's been listening to this podcast and has heard us <laughs> moan about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. There are some songs maybe in the deluxe where I think, oh, it doesn't really sound like this, but we'll get to that. We'll do the whole kind of going through each of the, the songs um, one by one. But let's start talking about the album and the, pr- the production. So Kylie first began pr- the production of Disco in autumn 2019. When she first began work on the album, as with a previous album, she really didn't have a concept solidified. Uh, so following on through a few of her studio sessions and discussions with her A&R, she felt her creative direction was heading more back to the dance floor, back to the disco. So I think that's where the conception of the album came from. Well, she did say, didn't she, the other day on the Zane Lowe show, that when she was touring the Golden Tour and she got to the disco section, she realized mm-hmm. that she was kind of wanting to get back to the dance floor. So and, and that was one of the most joyous moments in, the, uh, in that show. So, I mean, that I think was part of the seed that was... Uh, for me in her mind yeah no it was definitely a highlight on the tour so like work continued on 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 the album and then obviously miss rona came along and destroyed everyone's plans so kylie then went to the home studio and started learning how to record her own vocals throughout lockdown so alistair norbury is the president of bmg label announced to music week that she was now learning to record and engineer her own vocals using my music software like prologic so in order to keep the project moving 
so basically practically 90% of the album was created in the kitchen that I purchased due to all my merchandise um, <laughs> purchases throughout her career with Kylie honing the themes uh, of escapism during the lockdown restrictions. As with her previous albums, such as like uh, Impossible Princess and Golden, Kylie had co-written everything on the album herself. So this is, I'm always very excited because I actually, as you know, I loved Golden and I love Kylie as a songwriter. So I was very, very excited to see what she came up with for, for, for disco. Should we talk about the first track? Should we move on to tracks or do you want to say anything extra? Um, uh, no, I think we can probably go into it. Before we do, actually, I'm, I'm oh. pretty much going to say, <laughs> I think this album is going to be another Kylie 94. I think it's going to be timeless in the sense that we'll be listening to it in 20 years time and it'll still sound current. I get what you mean with that because it's, it's, a, bit, it's a little bit like light years, but not like light years um, because it's borrowing or emulating a sound that is from obviously another era that isn't from this era, which makes it mm-hmm. kind of timeless in itself. So I agree with you on that because it is very much a very 70s homage. Um, light years may have played with disco, but with a bit of kind of pop disco, this seems to be like funk disco and it's kind of an interesting take. This seems to be more of a, a, a harder edge disco as opposed to light years, frothy mm. disco. Frothy you know disco, I mean? you're right. Yeah. yeah. And there's there, there sensibilities of, you know, 70s, 80s and 90s disco. I, I, I hear Madison Avenue a lot in this and I hear Jamiroquai a lot in oh, this definitely. album. Mm. And yeah, so, okay, but let's talk about magic. Even though we've spoken about magic in a very special episode, we'll just cover it very quickly. So this was um, the second release of, of, of Kylie's from this album. It was released on the, as a single on the 24th of September, 2020. Critics gave the song positive reviews and some labeled it as Kylie's return to the club music. Uh, it reached the top 10 in the singles charts in Hungary and Scotland and became her 57th <laughs> top 75 hit. In, in the UK singles charts. Why are you in laughing? Scotland? No, yeah. Scotland is weird, isn't it? They've got top 10 in Scotland. Maybe it sounds like... Scotland had her own, its own chart, but there you go. <laughs> it also peaked at number 32 on, you guessed it, the US ah. Hot Dance and Electronic oh, Songs charts. She does do well there. <laughs> <laughs> the video, directed by the lovely Sophie Muller, was shot um, in Fabric Nightclub in London. I've never been to Fabric. Um, ah, and- I, was, I was always wondering where that nightclub was because it looked, it looked a little bit on the, on the cheap side, but that's by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, out of all the singles released, for me, this is the best of the three out of all release. I think Magic is going to become one of Kylie's classic staple songs that she'll be doing and releasing on her multiple greatest hits that are still yet to come. I was surprised because this song was quite divisive, I thought, amongst the fans because this is the one that when I heard it, I actually did shed a disco tear because I loved it. It was such a good song and it was different to anything she's done before and her voice sounded great. And I was quite surprised to hear that a lot of people um, didn't take to it to start with and they were a bit disappointed by it. And I was just checking to somebody the other day and they were saying how much they preferred say something to this one. I mean, I guess this has kind of got more of a pop sensibility, the kind of thing that I like. And while Say Something is a little bit more sophisticated, which probably is a little bit out of my reach. But I mean, I do love that song, but we'll mention that later. But yeah, I think this Magic, Magic was, I just think it was such a a joyous, euphoric song. I just thought it was Mm. great, great, um, a great single for her. Yeah, love it. Miss a Thing is the second track on the album. Now, for me, I would have liked this song to start the album. I would have loved Miss a Thing to be track one, and then Magic Track 2. The reason why is 
I love the beginning of it. It kind of starts very slow and it builds up. And I think that's what's needed on this album because you want to be taken on a journey. Mm. And I feel like Mr. Thing is a great, perfect starter for it. Um, with this song, it's given me, as I mentioned, Jamiroquai and Madison Avenue vibes. You know, I, when I was listening to it the first time, I liked it. And then when it hit the chorus, it's very, very catchy. And it's, it's very laid back disco. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a beautiful, subtle song. And it had my feet tapping. I, you know, I... I, I really, really like this one. And I know it's going to grow on me like a, like a skin tag and I'm going to love it. <laughs> well, I love this song the minute I heard it, actually. And it, weirdly, I think the opening, the introduction sounds very much like magic. It sounds like the two songs are almost melded together. And I'm, I'll probably say this a bit later on, but in the 70s, lots of albums sometimes had songs that blended into the next. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I wish you'd gone, gone a bit more concept with this album because it's just song after song after song after song. And there's no kind of like um, journey. But again, I'll discuss this later on. But this song is, as you say, it's a little bit moody disco. It's kind of like, you know, it feels like if you were in Studio 54 or G.A.Y. in our terms, we'd be upstairs in the, um, in the balcony part where it's a little bit more kind of chilled out. Mm-hmm. And this would be the kind of songs we'd be playing there. It reminds me a little bit of the south of France. Somebody said to me today, it sounded a bit like you were drinking cocktails in, in Saint-Tropez. I think this is a great song. It's got a, an amazing tune. I love the production of it. Her voice sounds good in it. I think this is a really, really good song. It rem- actually, tell you, it reminds me of Maloko. They did songs like, like this, and it, it reminds yeah. me very much of that. also reminded me of, weirdly, Jessie Ware has a lovely song called Spotlight from her current album. Mm. And I think that, that song is like a stable mate to this one. If you put the two songs together, they're exactly the perfect bedfellows. Um, and I, God, I, I kind of wish, I wish there was a Jesse Ware duet on this album. It's a shame because they got on so well in their, in their podcast that, and their songs sound so similar. I think it's a really, they, they probably would have had a great moment together. Track three on the album is Real Groove. For me, this is the one of my favorite tracks on the album so far. I was digging it straight from the very first thing. It's great. It's a great follow on from Mr. Thing. I love the Kylie claps in the chorus. I think for me, it, it, it makes it disco with the claps. I think, <laughs> I think this could really be single material as well. I think her vocals on the track sound great. However, there's one thing that I'm probably going to criticize a little bit is the vocal effect was mm, just a little mm, bit too much mm, on the chorus. Mm. And I think, she personally didn't need it because the song's a banger anyway, but it was literally my favorite track thus far on, on this album. This was the song I think I was dreading most because I hate the word groove. And so I thought, oh God, it's going to be one of those awful songs where it's like really kind of like ugh, kind of 70s R&B type nonsense. Um, and I didn't like the introduction. That put me off. And then all of a sudden you get this kind of 90s piano-y sound in the background. And then it kind of leads into this kind of 70s kind of backing track. And then the chorus is very kind of chic to me, and it's, but it's so catchy. It's got a great melody. Yeah. Now, my only critique of this song is I would love to have heard the song as a more fluid, free-flowing melody in the chorus because the, mel- the chords are really good. It's very disco-y. And I think it could have been, and dare I say it, and I'll be criticized, it could have been slightly camper by giving it a much more fluid kind of uh, free-flowing production because it's quite jagged. And I would love to have heard this melody sung really wildly and camply i'd love to hear a remix of this a bit of a pop remix for this one but i think yes. it's a great song this is one of my one of my favorites on the album along with uh, along with the previous one monday blues is the next track first listen i loathed this song <laughs> absolutely loathed it but uh a couple of more listens later it's getting under my skin i think it's a grower it's a grower 
I had it on and I was doing some work today and I just found myself bopping along without even knowing it. It's, it's got this Coca Cabana start that I thought, and it kind of, it, it is a fun song. It's like Kylie's up-tempo version of Craig David's seven days without the, <laughs> the descriptions. There's a lot of A's. The chorus is catchy. I think this could have lived on light years and been quite oh, yeah. happy in that space. Oh, no, don't be silly. This is no place in light years. Um, again, like you, like you, I immediately absolutely hated the song. I thought it was noisy. It was tuneless. It was just, there's too much going on. Her voice is super high in the chorus. And I found that really irritating to listen to. After a few listens, the rhythms have kind of, the rhythm has gone and got me. Um, and I, it slowly has kind of uh, stuck in my head a little bit. It's not something I would listen to by choice because I don't think there's a good enough, I can't actually sing the chorus to you. I can't tell you what it sounds like. Maybe in about six months time, I, I might remember it, but um it's one of those that it's all it's all the rhythm and production, but not enough song to me. It's mm. so you know I think we're going to look back at this episode and just slap ourselves over the face with this because obviously we're reviewing it and we're listening to it for the very first time and putting this out there. But with all the other albums, we've had thirty two years relationship with them, or, or you know with with Golden for you know two or three years. So <laughs> live with them for a little bit. With this one, it's been kind of very instant so it will take us time to yeah. warm to a lot of these songs and you know what we think aren't bangers you know and, and you know will be bangers kind of thing once we, we once we live with it well the thing is we've gone into this album with with high expectations i've gone into it obviously looking for a song that everyone knows i love which isn't here but um you know i've, I've expected lots of big village people type uh, uh, anthems and what we're actually getting is quite sophisticated quite um authentic sounding disco which is good in some respects but not quite what i was looking for so it will take me probably a little bit longer to get used to the songs and get to really love them and i think there is because as i said on that last song it's slowly getting in there and i think it will slowly fall into my into my brain for good (laughs) i mean that for me there's only one monono on on this whole album i i'm really really digging it uh the next track is supernova yeah yeah i mean bring it back like a rocket you know the chorus is sensational i think it's very galactic disco the mm. vocals are very much giving me the vibes with the effects again the effects which i think works with supernova uh, and where she was going with it and you know i thought i find myself really wanting to dance with this with this track you see you say galactic disco and she said that before didn't she yeah um the thing is i think it's funny because the the, word, the title is obviously suggesting something kind of otherworldly spacey and you know galactic but um all these songs they're not magical enough um when i heard when you when you think of galactic or, or disco galactic whatever she said it was you think of things like um light years with the i feel love backing track and that kind of electronic disco sound from the 70s and on here we're just getting to think songs that sound very authentic and it doesn't sound it sounds like we're just in some kind of like really small sweaty club in New York and we're not in Studio 54. We're in, we're in the, in a smaller sleazier nightclub around the corner. Cause it's a bit more funky and a bit, you know, people are really appreciate disco there. It's not the mainstream disco. Yeah. This song's okay. I think the verses are great. And there's actually the production is very good to this and it, it promises a lot when, when it starts. I think the production of the whole album is great. No, no, I, yeah, I get it, but this is, the, but this is, the, I mean, I didn't like the beginning of um, Real Groove, but then it, the rest of the song, song was good. But this begins yeah. well, and if this product, this song promises a lot, but I don't think it actually follows because the chorus isn't strong enough. It doesn't have the chorus that I thought that title would 
that, that, that title deserves. It's a bit of a kind of a letdown of a chorus, but it's nice. Um, and this one, again, sounds a little bit Jamiroquai to me, so, mm. which is no bad thing, so I like him. The next track is Say Something, which was the first single that we've heard. Now, again, we won't spend too much time on it, but it was released on the 23rd of July as the first single, as I said, from Disco. Uh, Joey Nolfi from Entertainment Weekly called it a mirable anthem. And that was a song more of an ode to the lust of the human connection in dark times. It's a poetic, surprisingly deep step forward for Minogue. The Guardian said Say Something is a quasi-disco bop with a slightly... Saccharine. Saccharin. I never heard that word before. Oh, so you learned something on the Exactly. The Guardian said Say Something is a quasi-disco bop with a slightly saccharin post-quarantine sentiment and that Minogue carries it perfectly. In the, in the review for Variety, they said Say Something is one of the best disco songs in recent memory. So you've got an irres- irresistible chorus, a driving rhythm, as well as perhaps unintentionally relevant lyrics. I, I like this song and I, I really do like it. However... Listening to it in the whole concepts of what we've heard thus far on disco, for me, sticks out a little bit like dog's balls. <laughs> and I don't think it sort of fits in, in my opinion. Oh, I, I, I think it does. I think it does, to be honest. But um, it's one of those songs, again, it's none of these songs are your disco needs. None of these songs are disco <laughs> down. None of these Christian. songs. No, no, they're not. But what I mean by that is they're not kind of uh, playful pop. They're quite funky, quite serious disco. And that's, I think, what the difference is between this and Light Years. Light Years is the teenage disco where you go out and have fun. Well, this is maybe um, adult disco. She can't yeah, go back to teenage disco. No, She's that's, mature, that's right? what I was going to say. I was going to say, this feels like a grown-up adult disco album where it's not about going out and having fun. It's just going out about lying in, on velvet couches, you know, um, flirting and doing all sorts in some sleazy uh, corner. But um, but that means it's not as fun. And I think Say Something is kind of um, a good indicator of that because it's quite serious and it's not exactly... I mean, it's a lovely, joyful last two and a half minutes. The last two and a half minutes, I think, is actually the saviour of that song. In a way, this should have kind of... I wish it kind of opened with the song and then maybe ended with a reprise of um, the last couple of minutes at the end of the album because it's almost kind of haunting all those vocals overlap and kind of... You know, the the lyrics mean something, and mm. it's you know it's, uh, as you say very timely. So, last chance is the next track. And when I listened to this, I had complete and utter ABBA vibes. You could you could remix Voulez-vous with this <laughs> song, and you would have a banger remix. I'm pretty sure some of the chord progression is exactly the same as Voulez-vous. I think it's a great chorus. The verses, however, leave me a bit cold. But <laughs> other than that, I think it's a sensation. I really really love Last Chance. It's what, what, what it's a highlight. Kieran, we're arguing today. I love it because I love the verses. I think the verses are stronger than the chorus. Um, I read in a review somewhere recently there was a song that sounded like ABBA, and I got all excited thinking it's going to be Winner Takes All, so you know, basically a steps cover, um, or it was going to be something like Dancing Queen or something like that. I, I've never been a big fan of Voulez Vu because it's a little bit uh, jagged, a bit staccato. So um, I was a bit disappointed it wasn't any of those kind of sounds. Well, but that said, tune. oh, I don't know. It's just the. Uh-huh. It's just too jagged for me. I like my, my songs to be, you know, float, my arms in the air as I, as I float to the music. But a couple of listens later, I really like the sass of this song. I can imagine if there's a video for it, she'd be walking around, stomping around, in fact, in some crazy heels and giving people dirty looks and just walking off. And you kind of want her to have um, 
maybe like m m multiple Kylie's in the video where she's doing like a bit of an ABBA half face kind of thing. It'd be quite a good video for that. Um, I quite like the chorus. It, it, it's got sass and it's got a little bit of spunk to it. And I think this is one of the songs of the album that is a bit more kind of high energy than than possibly some of the other songs. I kind of want to listen to Last Chance again. I just, I'm a little bit obsessed with it. Uh, I love it as the next track. This is obviously the third single, the one that was just released last week, um, released on the 23rd of October. It was written by Kylie, Biff Stannard and Duck Blackwell. Uh, I know we've spoken about it before, but this I think is a great song. It's, it was a grower for me. I thought it was good when we first listened to it, but now I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed with it and I love it. I think it's a good song, great song and fits very well with the, with the thing that we've got again you're right actually i i, I was disappointed with the song after magic because i love magic so much it made me disco cry and i thought it's a bit generic but then as you say a couple of listens in and, and i loved it and two days later i was trying to do exercises to it and, and i was left breathless by the end of it so um <laughs> it's been the song that's helping me lose my bosom hopefully but no it's i actually really like it now because i realize it's such a good song so i apologize to the song i love i love it I should have loved you a little bit earlier than I did, but I love you now. <laughs> Where Does the DJ Go is the next track. So when I first saw the title of this, I thought this was going to be Kylie's version of Last Night the DJ Saved My Life. And when I heard it, I was like, yes, we are on the dance floor at Studio 54. I love the build in the beginning. Mm. It's catchy. It's one of the, I think at this point, one of the best songs on the album so oh. far. I'm really, really can't wait for the remixes of this song. Hopefully someone's out there listening is going to do a remix. Um, However, I would have loved it if they would have slowed a little bit more and there's a breakdown in the song. I would love to have a little bit of a slow because it did slow slightly, but I wanted more of a slow for them to elevate it back up to the disco frenzy at the end. But yeah, this song is a tune. I think this one's the banger. This is the, for me, it's the Your Disco Needs You of the album, which doesn't mean it sounds like it. It just means that this is the one that I think is the most fun, has got the best kind of... Um, overall sound to it no, I tell you, no, I tell you, I'm going to say um, my favourite obviously is Mr Thing but that's by the by but uh, this one for me is the campest one the, the melody and the chorus and the chords are just pure kind of camp pop and although the chords remind me a little bit of Anastasia it sounds like a bit like an Anastasia song got those kind of that chord progression a bit silly it's a bit cheeky it's a bit sassy I love the opening I think the opening is good I would have loved this to have been the final song because uh, the final song before it leads into maybe another song five minutes after after silence because obviously the song saying where does the dj go but we've still got another four songs so yeah. this is by by far for me the best i just again this is another song that is saddled with lots of staccato backing tracks i think sometimes when the backing track is so staccato it just makes it feel very difficult to listen to i would like to have heard more of a kind of fluid production but but overall the song is great Dance Floor Darling. Oh. For me, this is an, an album track. It's, I mean, it's okay. I think I'm going to like it with a few more listens, but from what I've heard so far, it's not really standing out to me as a favourite of mine. Um, but one thing that did surprise me that I did really like is the speed increase at the end of the song. Like, it's sped up. And I was like, oh, I really like this. It was very, it's a different kind of take on it, which I quite liked. Um, did you like but, that because it was getting to the end of the song much faster? <laughs> <laughs> I take it you didn't like this song. Oh, this, this, this is not only the worst song on this album. Uh, no, it's the worst song on anyone's album. It's boring. It's just rubbish. And it it's an this... album track. It's, it's. I think it's a filler. It should have been one of the deluxe 
I think, selects. Well, to be honest, the deluxe ones aren't any better than this. But um, <laughs> this is one of those songs that, I mean, it doesn't even have the, it doesn't have the explicit 70s sound that the other songs do. So this is the one that feels a little bit out of place. And I hate the title. Uh, because with a title like that, you expect it to be slightly more, a little bit more funny. This, this is the one thing I had to say about this album. There's no humour in it. Light Years was very cheeky. It was a raised eyebrow and a cheeky wink. This is kind of a little bit deadly serious and there's no fun involved, which is a shame. And a, a title like this could have been so much more fun and the song could have been much more kind of uh, more elaborate and exciting. But it's just this is just one of the songs I, I couldn't even imagine what the tune is. I, but having said that, I looked on the internet today and lots of fans loved it. So, you know, one person's dud song is another person's anthem. Totally. Uh, Unstoppable. This is, yeah, this one for me, I'm not loving it. I, yeah, as, I think that it's, it felt way too familiar to everything else on the album. And I don't think it served any purpose being on the album. This could have been a B-side to say something or, mm. or, or something on the single. I, I heard nothing new on this track for Unstoppable. No, it sounded very chic to me. And it had... Uh... I don't know. It was one of those songs that's more groovy than about the song, about the melody. Um, and then the chorus with that kind of like horrible rhythm to the word unstoppable. I just, oh, it's one of, it's one of, they're the kind of disco songs I've never liked. I like songs with broad melodies, the I Will Survives, the This Is It, the Can You Feel It. So songs that have got great, great melodies. These are just kind of, these are more rhythm and groove than melody for me. Celebrate You is the last track on the standard album. And this is kind of, I've seen looking on the internet today, looking at all the fan reviews, and this is kind of a fan favourite thus far. However, when I first heard it, I felt like I was listening to something from Kylie Christmas. It sounds like a Christmas song. The only thing that was missing, I was thinking, where's the Christmas bells? Um, However, that aside, I'm living for it. I think it's it's a great, brilliant end for the album. It's going to be an anthem for Kylie. I can see her singing it. It's euphoric. It's got a great message. I love it. And it's probably one of the ones on the album that I've listened to the most. Oh, God, I love it. It's such a great song. Yeah, this is amazing. When I heard it, I, I thought, oh, wow, this, this is what I, this is actually the antithesis to the last song because this is one where it's got a, a very beautiful production. It's got a great sing-along um, melody that you can really get behind and you can you can hear the song straight away. You can sing the song straight away. You can yeah. sing along with it, even if you've never heard it before. Um, and I just think it is very anthemic. It's one of those that will be a great... It feels like a, like a show closer. Oh, totally. Absolutely. It's a Kiss Me Once-like song. Kiss Me Once? Yeah, Kiss oh. Me Once is always a great... Like when she did it on the tour and she sang it last. Kiss Me Once? Yeah. Kiss Me Once. She did it on the tour and she's on her Kiss Me Once tour. She did... Kiss Me Once is the song, and it was near the end. It worked so well. Oh, really? God, I can't remember that. I must have uh, put myself in a paper bag and kicked myself <laughs> or something. I don't know. I can't... Kiss Me Once? All right, okay. I'm pretty and, sure. Uh, I was thinking this is more like an I Believe in You and um, I like uh, All the Lovers. It feels like it's one of those kind of songs where it's, you know, all of those songs are slightly floaty, but everyone seems to get behind them. And I think this is one of those songs that could be one of her, uh, her show closers. I just think it's, she sounds great on it. And it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound too disco. It's, it doesn't really have much of a disco feel, but it's, there's elements in there that kind of keeps it within the realms of disco. Yeah. But no, it's, I think it's one of the best on the album. Definitely. Now let's talk about the bonus tracks. From now we're going to go into the deluxe uh, version of the album and there's four bonus tracks. There is no Lost Without You on this, unfortunately, which was obviously one of a killer great song from Golden. So I was expecting great things with these tracks and first listen i was like oh 
I'm kind of why are they even on here but listening to them more and more I'm really starting to quite enjoy them and like them (laughs) the first one let's talk about is till you love somebody for me it's a passable song it's a again a big side Uh, I I like when she goes high when she's like "I'm I'm a better dancer with you I like that part um I think it's a grower for me, but it, it at the moment it's passable. Mm. It, it's a it's a you know a C plus. Huh. I'm going to be honest. The last four songs I've listened to about four or five times now. I can't tell one from the other. Um, so for this one, I I don't want to commit myself and say something terrible about it because, as you say, in six months' time I'll be saying it's my favourite song. <laughs> um, but it hasn't. Right, in terms of first day play. It hasn't stuck in my head, so it's a I'm a no-no for me. Fine wine. Oh. <laughs> I think this is a it's a groovy song. Uh, you know, take a sit for me. Uh, this is going to be the theme tune to a Kylie Minogue wine range. Um, what was good for me listening to this was hearing the locomotion beep beep back into that from <laughs> from the Golden Tour, and I think from a Dinah Ross song as well. I don't mind the guitar lick. You know, it's again another passable song, but nothing that sort of stands out as a, as a great song. I agree. Um, it's it, the the backing track was too stoppy, starty. It didn't flow very well. The beat beeps I love because they're very seventies, but they just don't fit into the song. They don't work in the song. I think it, I think they do. I don't think they work in it. it they feel out of place here because I know what they're meant to, what kind of song they're meant to be in. And actually, when she did do that locomotion uh, version, which is the best version of that awful song she's done, oh, stop um, it. which I hasten to add is also it was actually done by a French band uh, in the seventies in that style. So she actually took it from them, uh, and that's all the beat beeps in it. It worked brilliantly with that. In this song, the song's a bit noisy and a bit messy, and I don't really understand what the tune is. Um, and the beep beeps just sound a tiny, tiny bit out of place. But it's better than the last one. <laughs> well, we're not getting any better with even Hey Lonely. For me, uh, it's a definitely another B-side. Um, you know, it, it, it's not... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, I I probably need to listen to it again a little bit more. Mm. But Hey Lonely for me is another one that I wasn't that enamored with. It's got, I mean, it's got an okay chorus, but other than that, that's the only positive thing I could think of to place on my notes because it's just one of those ones I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, not really my cup of tea either. I mean, I would say that these four songs, uh, I know we've got one more to go to, they all sound a little bit like the old PWL B-sides, you know, like Just Wanna Love You and I Miss mm-hmm. You. They just sound like they're kind of that kind of slightly generic R&B type funk song. But it, they don't excite me. There's, I don't come away singing in my head. And I think that's the, uh, call me basic, but that's what I look for in a great song. I want to be able to sing the song and get really excited by it. And these have left me very, a little bit on the cold side, if I'm honest. But I think Kylie pulls it out of the bag for the last one, Spotlight. Now this is a good song. This is very disco. The bass line sounds great. I think it's the most disco sounding song on the deluxe tracks that we've seen. I love the chorus. However, when I was listening to it, I don't know whether you got this as well, Christian, Ooh. but I was getting Danny Minogue, Neon Night vibes <laughs> from the song. Like there's there's uh, there's a core progression in there that that just sounds so. I would love to hear a mashup again of a Danny Minogue, uh, her songs on Neon Nights with this song because I think it fit brilliantly. Uh, I yeah, this is a great, a really good song and a really good ending. I thought after the three okay passable deluxe tracks, um, I can't really remember it, but I, I mean this one is more memorable than the other three. 
I can't tell you why because I can't really remember it at all. Is uh, in fairness, I've listened to the four, these four the least because I've been kind of more engrossed in the rest of the album. But I mean, t- there's no there's no hidden gems uh, like Sleeping with the Enemy from uh, Kiss Me Once. So I'm a bit disappointed that we don't have one of those amazing classics. And in some ways, I kind of wish they had been left for B sides on singles because I think this kind of weighs down the album now with songs that aren't very good. One thing I will complain about this album: 70 songs have always had great titles. And some of the songs in this album are rubbish. I'm sorry, Fine Wine. I don't mind. That, that, well, that doesn't offend me. I think that's... Uh, that... It just doesn't, it doesn't smack... Of, it, they're not disco titles. Disco titles are ones that we all kind of use as, as um, life, life quotes or, uh, you know, we, we believe in them. And, and I just think some of these, these um, titles are just a bit on the rubbish side, to be honest. So what are you going to select as your Kylie Smiley and which you're going to put as your Monono? Before I say that, I just, I just want to say that overall, I do like the album. So do, I may have moaned a little bit, but overall, I do like a it. Bit? We're going to get death threats. Oh, no, no, I've said, I've said what, what's great and, and I'm being honest. But as I said, in six months' time, my opinion can be completely different. I've only, I'm only basing it on first... first um, yeah, we first haven't li- we've lived with it for 24 hours. So I suppose yeah. we, we do need to, yeah, um, live what, with it a little bit longer. But what I... So I'm I'm happy with it overall, um, but what I would say I was disappointed about is I think this album doesn't have the humour I thought it would have. I loved Light Years because you had the kind of there was a lot of tongue in cheek, as I said, raised eyebrow kind of nods to disco, and it was fun, and it was Kylie being fun and camp and silly, um, and that doesn't mean that that's immature. It just means that it it was kind of like slightly fun. I think there's no humour on this album, and I think that's a little bit of a shame because disco is fun and this has taken it to a very serious level. What I would also say was I really wanted a kind of an I Will Survive um, classic anthem, and there's there's no song on this album that is a classic anthem. And Love or Hate Your Disco Needs You, that is a song that is a ridiculous anthem that sets itself out as a song in its own right. And on this album, I don't think there's a song that we would say is a classic disco song in 30 years time do you know what I mean mm-hmm. there's no for I me there is an anthem I think celebrate you is an anthem but it's not in the same way it's, it's not like an I will survive it's not one of those or I'm trying to think of that, or an I feel love there's nothing unique about any of the songs disco is all about heartache but dressed up in a stuff in sequence yeah and we're not having any of that because there's no the songs aren't oh, I'll be criticized but they're not for me they're not poppy and melodious enough they're not they're not kind of arms in the air, kind of like, if I was in Studio 54, I wouldn't want to dance to this. But, um, but then the, the one last thing I would say is, I was also hoping, because there's been such a big hoo-ha about this being a disco album, I wanted to hear one of those nine-minute epics you get with a massive orchestra, where mm. you get those kind of great disco songs, where yeah. it turned it into a massive kind of um, epic. And, it, like you know, We Like My Fire, years ago by Dan Hartman, there's a really long version where there's all this kind of, like when she does um, Better Devil You Know in... Um, intimate live there was a massive opening to that that's a little bit like 70s disco where you had this kind of big lead up and that's kind of what i'm missing i I think they didn't you know they they had the music is a perfect homage to disco and as i said it's very authentic but i think in some ways we've lost the humor we've lost the good times and we've lost the melodies but aside from that it's great Did I go on too much? <laughs> no, you absolutely. You're entitled to your opinion. See, I I know that this is going to be one of my favorite Kylie albums, but 
enjoy yourself and golden i think in 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 the very near future i just need to live with it a little bit longer and i know already after what four listens of the album i I, i'm really digging it even more so i'm excited for my relationship with this to blossom and grow because i know it will um even with the deluxe album tracks i know i'm going to end up loving those more the ones that i call passable now within three weeks i'm going to be obsessed with and probably getting tattooed on my forehead but um I, I, I do hear your, your viewpoint and I, I do appreciate it. Um, do you think there's an I Will Survive on here? Do you think there's a classic classic pop disco song on here? There isn't really, is there? Magic. Except maybe Magic. I, magic, yeah. I would probably say. Um, but again, I think this is disco throughout very different eras. Like I said, there's you can hear you know, 80s, you can hear 70s, you can hear 90s. I think it's a very kind of maybe if she would have stuck to just 70s disco or something had that kind of that whole 70s feel i think then she maybe has. that's you. the problem i think it is too 70s because no i no, i don't i disagree oh, I, think, I think it no oh. i think there's too it's too night there's 90s elements no. <laughs> <laughs> i think there's not enough 90, when she said there's lots of 90s disco i thought we were going back to the good old days of that kind of housey disco that was in the 90s that she was kind of that she was kind of doing and I'm kind of disappointed that it's I think it sounds very 70s it sounds no. it sounds like she's gone to a charity shop and bought a real 70s fur coat as opposed to wearing a you know like a synthetic one these days which isn't a real disco I think she's tried to make it sound too authentic and it doesn't sound very modern which is ironic saying she wants it to be galactic disco oh, mm. I think this is like this is our last episode for a while but I'm not I don't think we've had differing opinions like this so we're ending on a high really talking <laughs> Should we take our shirts off and wrestle? <laughs> what is going to be your Kylie Smiley on this? My Kylie Smiley is... I've got two. Um, and I can never remember the title of it. And I love, I love, I love Miss a Thing. And I also love DJ... Where is it? DJ, where have you gone? Or where, where, do where you does go? the DJ go? <laughs> where did the DJ go? Uh, yeah, that, those, two, those two are my standout songs. I think they're absolutely pop genius. I think they're great. Mine would be Real Groove and Where Does the oh. DJ Go? Yeah. And my Monono would be, it would have to be Unstoppable, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for me, would be a Monono. I would say the same thing. I would say Unstoppable and <laughs> maybe Dance the Darling. And actually, I'll throw in those four uh, bonus tracks too. <laughs> so if that you want to le- get in touch. That leaves, you with t- that leaves you with 10 great songs, though. If they, those songs were on it, you'd have 10 great songs. It'd be a great album. If you want to get in touch, please do email us at the Kylie Miley. Kylie Miley? Maybe that'll be our next podcast, Miley Cyrus. Uh, If you want to get in touch and send Christian hate mail and death threats, please get in touch at the Kylie Smiley podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to send condoms to Kieran, then... Uh, or hit us up on Instagram or Facebook at The Diminutive Collection. Um, this has been such a hoot. Um, we, we have now made it to disco after, what, 35 episodes. So uh, we will, we'll be back, obviously. We'll be back, but um, it won't be as regular. We'll come with, you know, whenever Kylie does something, we'll be back. And if ever we speak to someone who's helped Kylie in her career or has worked with Kylie, we'll be back. So keep an eye out on the channels, on the platforms. Pop in, say hello every now and then. Don't forget us. But it's been an absolute pleasure uh, just doing this. And it's it, it's been going on for months now. And thank you for joining us on this journey. <laughs> uh, I know. It's been lovely. And, we, and people have been very kind. And, they, you know, in spite of the fact that, you know, that people might disagree, they've been very kind and very understanding that we all have different opinions. And I think that's the, that's the good thing about being a Kylie fan. But you can all be 
very different, but then we can all be as one again. Yeah, exactly. We're all in the camp, Kylie. And yeah. And guys, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. This is Kieran. And this is Christy G saying goodbye and good night. Good night, Australia. Good night, UK. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.